You are listening live to Compact Discourse on Weagle, 91.1 FM, Auburn's home for student-run radio since 1971. As many of our listeners know, this is Weagle's one and only weekly drive-time morning show bringing you weather, sports, the menus at the edge, weird news stories, Alabama State history, and more every Monday through Thursday. Broadcasting live from the Bradley-based and WEGL studio on the first floor of the Harold Melton Student Center, I'm your Tuesday host, Alex Houston, and for some godforsaken reason it was 43 or 48 degrees this morning i'm wearing a jacket but it's supposed to get hotter later on in the day so i don't really know what i'm supposed to do but thankfully i only have to be here for a few more days now today i am joined by former program director of wegl and still current host of beat drop too late with logan wwegl and many more wearing his gcw t-shirt logan hurston logan how you doing today Doing good. First time it's a former program director. It's officially gone into uh, gone into works. We're all we're all old men now. Exactly, Alex. man. The young men the young men have beaten us up and thrown us out back, man. We're we're, we're the on the streets here. now. It's terrible. Speaking of one of those young men that is joining the show today, the current co sports director in charge taking over my spot in charge of all talk shows and writing and soon to be a host of Compact Discourse because peer pressure works. Ethan Miller. Miller, how you, you doing? We'll see. We'll see. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Alex is trying to... Do you feel to... good about yourself beating Alex up and taking his position? I mean, Alex is leaving on his own terms in in way of graduation, so... Uh, I, I Own well, terms well, is one thing. More yeah. like a grad well, school would be a hellacious experience that I don't feel like dealing with at this current juncture. To be fair, if you're a journalist, why are you going to grad school? True, to be a teacher, and I don't want to be a teacher, yeah. so in that case, then... We'll just have to say not. But again, thank you guys so much for joining me on my last show, Sad Face. However, also last show, applause sound effect. Though, in reality, my listener base most likely sounds like this. Which is probably more accurate to the to the tens of people listening Megan, to us right now. Megan, your mom. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. In fact, Megan's not even listening because I tried to wake her up this morning and she... Did not answer. She'll so, get it on. She'll get it on the the podcast player of choice. That's true. Except she does. She does have a Spotify plebeian, so it'll be a t- it'll be a tough listen. But she didn't have Apple. I don't know. I mean, she does. I guess. I think it's on Apple, right? Competition. I don't think. I don't think she uses Apple. Well, she can find a way. That's true. I'd hope she. She can. You can listen on the RSS feed if if you really yeah, want to go. You can listen on like Google Podcast. Most of like, our listeners are from a desktop browser, so I don't really know. I don't really know how that works. Compact discourse is huge in Russia. Clearly, we we through the <laughs> is lens. It really. Um, let's just say through the lens has a big following in Germany. <laughs> my my German people, man, I don't I don't really know. They love they love Alex's movie talk. You Clear, know? Clearly, they're huge fans. You know, they, they clearly don't feel like they don't have a place to discuss the cinema. <laughs> they're like, can you please? They what is insert German film? They're like, please, Mister Houston, do this movie. What would you do if someone like? Like someone you didn't know formally requested a movie, would you have Davis has watched it? Um, yeah, most likely. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, we had that one guy that reached out that was like an independent director, and we just didn't have time in the schedule to do it. Like, if somebody's like but said, "Hey, he do want this you movie. to watch his movie?" Yeah, exactly. Well, that's different. What I'm saying is, like, if you have oh, like, yeah. a dedicated fan, that no, was, yeah, like, we we take requests all the time. Alex Houston, well, you know, but most of your fans are your circle. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. you know, the people in your circle. This has been like someone from California would have been like. I want you to watch, or the German person, my favorite movie, Schindler's List. And what would you have done? I somehow I doubt that's any um person's real fra- favorite movie of any kind. It's oh, quite sad. I bet there's, I bet it's someone's favorite. Da- well, like I, you know, um, Davis had it up there, didn't he? Well, yeah, no. So that's what I was gonna say is that one, this entire 
um, last run of the show has been literally like, all right, guys, who wants to be a guest on the show, and what movie do you want to talk about as 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 it's gone? I had to fight for mine. Okay, 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 okay. What, what movie did you do? So I wanted to do La La Land with Flash. I got on there, but originally Alex said, we don't do more than one guest, so you can't be on that episode. But you can be on the MCU Phase 2 episode, and if you get that up to 50 listens... I'll let you on. I'll consider letting you on the other one. I did not give it up to 50 listens. That's That's like, uh, it's like at 49. It's like at 49 <laughs> right now. Quite it was hilarious. like at 45 before. And Alex is like, eventually I, I, I made him cave. Because also I was like, okay, well, can I be on the Knives Out episode? And he said, yes. And then he backed out of that too. He said, ah, well, this person who's wanted to come on for a while and uh, first reasons didn't. So basically I ended up winning. But for a while there, I'm like, I'm really going to only do the only one I'm going to do is the MCU, where Davis and Alex really like, we're going to rip you to shreds. So, direct quote. What a and time. What a time. We did, in fact, rip the MCU. Let's see. It's still at 49 listens. That's tough. So, <laughs> oh my we're gonna, I'm going to retro. Get on your phone no, right now. No. During Compact Discord. I'm going to deliberately go through it and cut you out of that episode, or out of the Flash episode entirely, and be like, mm, I wonder who this guy is. No. It's going to be random bits of disconnected conversation. No. Um,. See, I just had to have a little fun with it, and I thought that was like, <laughs> the pro- the problem was like the two guests thing was because our first multi guest experience was when we did the Star Wars episode, but was that um, Hillman and that was when it was Hillman and Jack and also Jack and like Chris Tobias, and the problem is we didn't edit the audio properly, and the primary complaint was that all the dudes sounded the same, <laughs> and nobody knew which they which listening back to it they do. In, in some capacity. Like, Davis and I sound different enough. To but be fair, me, you, Davis, and Josh Wilbur sound very different. Exactly, exactly. But that I was, I was operating on, on fear, man. You got to understand. Okay? <laughs> you got fear monger. Exactly, exactly. The people were like, that episode sucked. And I was like, <gasps> well, because, like, like, literally, that's how it works. So, like, for a year, we did the show, and it's like, oh, this is fun, cool, whatever. And then, like, going into the summer of the second year, like, people, like, just start telling me, oh, yeah, the audio's crap. And I'm like, maybe tell me that after episode two, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying. To but, like, f- nobody told me, so I was like, ah. You had your mics. I listened back to the first episode. You had your mics a little loud, but overall, I said your audio sounded pretty good. It, it got worse when there were more of us. Yeah, that's true. And, like, like, the Star Wars episodes, it's, like, great content, but it does sound like garbage. But I also think you got to be, like, a more seasoned DJ. That's a whole thing. Because, like, again, a lot of these DJs will keep it at, like, audio level 10. And, like, I know now if I'm going to yell, I move that thing yeah. all the way down. And I just keep mine at, at 20 because I know that I'm far louder than anybody in yeah, any context. Right. So I just have to prepare for the worst because I know, like, because especially um, we've dealt with this with like doing the lacrosse games. Like, Noah by himself sounds like fine, but when he's next to like my voice, my mom's like, well, it just sounds quieter because I'm just louder, <laughs> which is so much fun. No, but uh, I don't know what else I was going to talk about today. I didn't actually plan anything. I've been writing my paper that I finished at 11 o'clock. What was your paper It was on the Western film genre as a whole and how the transformation of the neo-Western has shifted the genre to more contemporary settings to deconstruct the American myth of the West. Did you pick that topic? Yes, I did. You, what was like the topics you could have picked? So anything, anything of oh. any uh, of any of any genre. Wanna, I'm probably going to take this class, so I want to know. Wait, which I don't which class is it? It's Introduction to Film Genre. Genre. You don't require, okay. and there's no prereq to it of any kind. Yep. You can take it if you're any major whatsoever. But it's only in the spring, I think. Uh, yes. That's why I didn't take it. I, I would have taken it next semester. It's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Um, you just talk, you just watch movies and talk about genres, which is interesting because you know you don't think about how certain genres work. Like you know, like how 
the like the the neo western people are like oh it's cool because it just updated the western but it's more to that like it's yep. not it's also successful because it simultaneously is tearing apart what the western genre originally stood for um i i cited like in hell or high water um one of the set pieces which is a great move by the way davis is probably shaking in his boots if he's listening at home as we talk about this movie um <laughs> one of its like big hallmarks is a set piece in a casino called Comanche 66, which if you watch any classic Westerns from the 1950s and 60s, the Comanche tribe is like the great antagonist, or in some cases can become the protagonist because of the revisionist style. We're like, oh, wait, maybe our treatment of Native Americans in Western films were terrible. Let's let's try and retroactively fix that in the 70s. And then all of that, either way, devolves into owning a casino and it kind of plays like a punchline but then even one of the titular characters in the film meets a Comanche tribesman and is like we're lords of nothing now and it's not just about the western film it's about the west as a whole and it's just really good and once you view those movies which it's not a very big and explored genre it's pretty much no country for old men Sicario kind of mm-hmm. hell or high water sort of well no hell or high water definitely wind river definitely and then yellowstone and that's pretty much it because none of them are financially successful, really. Yeah. Because West, they still have a lot of those elements that people don't. Most most genres themselves are not successful anymore unless they're horror or superhero or sci-fi. Would you consider? What? You're gonna don't don't get mad at me here. What? Logan? Yeah, kind I of. I read an article about it. Yeah. yeah. No, Lo- Logan. Logan is a superhero western. That's that's exactly. kind of its point. Yeah. And that's why it's good. Awesome. Have you seen Logan, Ethan? I have not. Well, you've seen me, so. Oh. <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen this, Logan. Hey, Alex, ask me how I got here. How'd you get here? So I wake up in the morning. I'm like 7 o'clock. Or wait, I, wait, wait, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, before you get there, I want to say that joke um, had, had this sound effect go off my head. <laughs> That's just how I can describe it. Anyway, sorry. We're well, playing all the sound effects. Anyway, now, everybody. so I wake up. I'm like, oh, Final Combat Discourse. I set my alarms from 6.30 to 10 o'clock. So I'm like, even if I miss it, I'm not missing my exam at 10.30. Um. Three and a half hours of alarms. Oh, I had to make sure, man. That's true. Logan's that got issues. Impressive. You don't. Logan, Logan's got issues. You don't. You don't. You gotta make sure when on exam day, especially t- tomorrow. I'm gonna set like two hours of alarms. I have an eight a.m. exam. Hopefully, Adrian can wake me up too, because we had the sa- same exam. Anyway, I wake up. Oh, seven o'clock. Cool. You know, do my normal morning routine. Get out. First of all, it's cold, like you said, very cold. Um, in May, forty-eight. Weird. I get it's out the ridiculous. door and I almost died as soon as I walked out the door, because I have one neighbor that's sitting beside me. You you two have been to my apartment. It's like an upstairs thing. My neighbor has a dog that I like to coin Cujo. When she walks that dog, she has a muzzle on it, and it will attack at any. And when we walk, when I walk past the, I have to walk past her door to get to my door. The dog will lunge at the window and headbutt it. Trying to attack me, so I Sounds walk like out awesome literally dog. the same time, and I see that muzzle, and it comes that close to start yanking at me. And she goes, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "You know what? I'll just go back inside." You <laughs> so you just you gave went up. Back inside. Well, I went back inside for like a minute or two, and then I realized she's letting me go first. And I walked by, and the dog was lunging at the window. I told Adrian, I said, "Well, I don't know if I can say that on air." Uh, I, don't I basically think you can. said, if you, "If you don't think you can say it, if the dog attacked me, I would punt it down the stairs." No, you can we say are that. right there at the stairs. Wait, what type of dog? It's like a. Are we talking like medium, ball, small? If, if you tell us it's, it's like a, a chihuahua, I'm no, gonna, no, no, I'm no, gonna, no, gonna no, lose no, no, no. my mind. It's not a, it's not a small dog, but it's not a big. It's like a medium dog. It's like a Boston Terrier, I guess. I don't know. How, I don't that, know. That's like 
20 pounds. No, no, no. No way. I don't no, know. 15 I'm wrong. Pounds. I don't know how to describe. I don't Logan doesn't know dogs. I don't know think. dogs. I can tell you that. that is, whatever it that is. That is definitely a small dog. It, oh, it, my Lord. Tell me it's not this dog. No, it's not that dog. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it has the same It has the same coloration. Oh, just imagine imagine okay. that with a muzzle. Whatever it is, it has a big snout, and it, it it's like a medium-sized dog. I would guess probably 40 pounds. But it lunges. Take a picture of it next time, and then and then share with. The I'm group. not gonna take a picture of my neighbor's dog. Who cares, man? That let's just say that dog, the the boyfriend of my neighbor is always like, I'm so sorry, or like he's having to like yank the thing to try to move it. Like they have to make sure when they walk it that no one else is around. Do you know if they're living there next year? I don't know. As long the dog also, I've seen him on my balcony and in the morning beating on my door one morning. So he's after you, Logan. He's after That's me. That's crazy. He's coming, hey man. Well, better watch out. One of these days, we're gonna expect you're gonna you're gonna be hosting Compact Discourse, Ethan, because again, peer pressure works. You're gonna be expecting Logan to join. And he's gonna come in, shirt torn up, <laughs> just you know, backpack in pieces, attacked by dogs, right. an ice pack on the head, a Hello Kitty Band-Aid on the arm, and he's just like, you would not believe. And of course, then <laughs> he'll be like, I finally got a photo, and you're gonna see that it's a wiener dog, and you're like, okay, Logan. I- and he's he's hey. gonna be like Ethan. I, me how I I'll got tell here. you what, that dog is vicious, though. <laughs> oh, I'm so sure. I definitely believe you and don't and don't think that it's a small dog that is providing no threat to you whatsoever. And with that, oh, it's too loud this time. Hold up. Um, I think we got to go to our first PSA break of the final episode of my tenure as host of Compact Discourse. Don't go anywhere, though. We'll be talking about some Auburn sports, some NBA sports, other random stuff, I'm sure. Maybe some WWE. Who knows? All that and more right here on Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. Just want to give a quick shout out to former host, originator, creator, author, father of Compact Discourse, Jack Hart, for all these super cool sound effects. Yeah. And, and little bumps and stuff. I really, really like it. And you know, speaking of Jack and graduations coming up around the corner, and I just want to send this one out to all my engineering friends out there that are about to enter into the job field. Okay, well, right now, we don't need more engineers. <laughs> yeah. I hope you guys enjoy what's. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, um, well, we don't really need more journalists, but you know. No, that and that. You know, you know, I got a, I got a job posting on Indeed for to train an AI to write like a sports journalist, and I was like, No, this is it, oh, Logan. I, I hey, hope, hope you're ready to learn Chinese, let, buddy. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about what's going around the world right now. Writer's strike. Yes, about yes, to yes, happen. yes, yes, yes. First yes. time since 2007. And Absolutely. I remember. Well, I was I was alive, but I don't. I wasn't. You know, I was four years old. wasn't very active yeah. in that rush strike. But I have gone back and looked at it because one of my favorite shows got canceled on a cliffhanger because of the writer's strike. What show was that? Vegas. Vegas? Never heard of that one. It's, um, it's basically a show about, like, this casino um, and, like, the people who run it and, like, how they catch, like, people who are, like, you know, counting cards or, like, faking – and, like, murder happens and stuff. The casino's, oh, like, kind of cursed. So, like, every owner of it ends up, like, dying or going into like, something in a horrific – so – Anyway, ended up on a cliffhanger, like the worst cliffhanger ever. Like the main characters, um, two of the main characters are like getting married. A bunch of them were gonna get married all together in like one big like Vegas wedding. It gets canceled because Tom Selleck is the in this season the owner of the casino and he dies in a plane crash. 
So you're like, what? Tom Selleck's dead? Tom Selleck was the best. Of course, man. Tom Selleck with the mustache? And then... Blue Bloods. So they're literally having his funeral, and he walks back in. You're like, okay, well, he's not dead. But then the main character and his wife, or girlfriend at the time, start having a miscarriage. And that's how the show ends. And then it just ends into the void? And it ends, yeah, because the writer's strike happened. They never got... they They never had the writer's... And then... Also, you know what else happened last night? What was that? The Met Gala. Oh, Lord. And you know, Pedro Pascal went to the Met Gala, and I think he had some inspiration from one of our WWE friends, Alex. Oh, my Lord. Is that Could that be Seth Rollins himself? He's dressed like Gunther. Oh, or Gunther, I guess. Sorry, I, th- I was thinking Look, of... he's got the big coat okay. and like Are the... you sure it was called Vegas? Yeah, or Las Vegas. Because um, I'm not finding anything. How many seasons did the show get? Five to? shows. Wait, wait, five wait. Seasons. Wait, wait, wait. No, nope. That's not it. Um, yeah, I can't find it. No, it exists, man. Let me tell you, because I watched a ton of it during. Was uh, it called Las Vegas? I said Las Vegas with um with uh what's his name um with uh oh my gosh what's his name what's his name what's his name, what's his name? Was, was it maybe was it casino it was a casino was it okay I can I'm gonna look up Tom Selleck's like things and find it for you don't worry hold up i'm looking at it right now tom Selleck vegas show was called las vegas it starred james james con and josh dumal oh lord and then so yeah the cancellation comes due to low ratings nbc canceled the show five days after airing the season five finale and apparently the creator said, I sold my soul to get a season five, so I didn't have a soul left to sell. We fought an uphill battle from day one. We were the little, little big show that could. Tom said the series did not receive adequate promotion. And Khan later said that the poor episode plots helped contribute to the show's downfall. Oh, dang. Mans went at him for that one. The series ended with several cliffhangers. So, yeah, why don't we talk about this writer's strike? So, which is a perfect parallel to something like the Met Gala happening, if you, if you understand exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say, right? Is that this... this absurd display of opulence for no reason other than teehee look at this stupid dress i'm wearing or metal suit or whatever in comparison to an organization which is the writers guild of america which has gone on strike twice in the last 15 years is basically at the negotiating table trying to get better workers rights better pay better everything for writers in hollywood television late night talk shows are affected by this primarily because they have a a room of writers those types of shows affected and then of course movies which are affected less and less which might be the point too late with too late with logan's gonna get canceled <laughs> oh, oh lord too late with logan and it's one episode is gonna get canceled before it's second episode well before actually there's two or three episodes out already what you said i searched the instagram oh um, all right, my bad my bad there also is one in the vault but it's going to eagle eye next year we have a whole team that's right we're we're losing we're losing our show to eagle eye man we're getting traded well, yeah trade offer but um no, I definitely I seen like a lot of the late night elite. What I've heard, I seen Seth Meyers and uh, Fallon say they were in solidarity with their writers. Yeah, of course work. they are because the option is their writers don't write for them. So I mean, like, yeah, true. like I'm just saying, like it. it well, it, Myers is also a writer, so that's it makes true. Sense. That's true, and he he's been he's been there before. But yeah, the writer strike, big deal. Um, I don't think it's gonna go as long as the 2000. Oh, please, eight no. one. We Two, already had so many. We already had so much stuff delayed because of COVID. That would just that would kill me i i stand with them but like it goes as long as they need to but like i think it's a lot too because of ai yeah it's, there's a lot of questions about where what role that's going to play in the future obviously because yep. nobody really knows because i mean you can eventually it's going to get better at writing things and eventually there's not gonna be a need to have, have somebody writing. write something yep. or something like that and that and that's not exactly incorrect in a, in a sense but i think 
Um, based on what I saw, there was a statement released that said that the negotiating table is reaching progress. The or- organization that's negotiating on behalf of Hollywood entities and studios is doing well. Just that the studios apparently have been dismissive at times, and that is where, like, mm, okay, try us then. I've Which, heard um, that Hollywood apparently they disagreed to sign for one of they didn't agree to sign for one of them that was like basically like you can't have an AI write a script or like base it off of somebody else's script and they, and Hollywood's like mm, no yeah so and of they course the writers are like no and and this is um, part of the great movement in Hollywood to unionize the visual effects departments still have yet to reach that status which I think as we've talked about before. Kind of needs to happen due to the way that um, visual effects artists and visual effects departments are treated throughout Hollywood. I don't know if you're familiar with this, Ethan, but it's not great. How long did the uh, 2007 was it? It went for most of the year, right, Logan? Let me let me look. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and look that up. It it was it was pretty extensive where a lot of productions were halted and affected by it because that was that was you know when. Again, Hollywood was in a very changing time, studio-wise. Yeah. It lasted for 14 weeks and two days. Oh, so uh, three only, months and eight days. Only about four months, but that's, again, that's four, you know, like, y- you say in the grand scheme of Hollywood, which is a, 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 an industry that's been around for 120 years plus, you're like, oh, well, 14 weeks is not that long, but that's 14 weeks of nothing. Oh, yeah. in any industry, 14 weeks is like, yeah, it's you, crazy. you just say, no 14 weeks, that puts a hiccup. It, 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 it put delays everything again. That's, like, why a lot of shows got canceled. Is and struggled like, to keep going. It's because when and, and they tried to do it without right or like without the people in the guild, these shows suck. Yeah, exactly. And it, that's when like when late night when Conan would, I think he was still at late night at that time, or like the he was with the writers, but like to fill time, he's like the show. What you know we do? This is the bit we've came up with, and he would just sit and spin his ring on his desk and see how, and they would zoom in on it and see how long you know the ring would spin because they had nothing else. Yeah, that that was that was when Conan really like. A lot of people credited that moment, among others, from when he became became a star, and they're like, "Okay, this guy is going to be great for the." Well, he was a writer too, so I mean, that's true. Yeah, and he and and that's what most of the the great or most of the more recent Tonight Show hosts have been like. Seth Meyers is a writer. Colbert's a writer. Yeah, Conan obviously was a writer. Jimmy Fallon is not Not a writer, but he's a comedian. Yeah, and James Corden is not. James Corden's also leaving. James Corden, thank goodness, is leaving. Oh, Lord. Not a big fan of James Corden. Are you? No. Exactly. Didn't he already have his final show? Yeah. I like that funny yeah, skit happened. they do, though, when they when they spin the table of gross food and have to answer a question I or eat the food. I, I was, Look, man. I hate I'm, it I'm because James man. Corden is always at the table. <laughs> I'm just, look, man. He you ruins want, He ruins Broadway musicals. He ruined Cats. He, well, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Cats anyway, but he ruined <laughs> that. He's just he's just insufferable. His, um, what is it, the, the stoplight stuff? The little, the little, uh, with James Corden, they go out. Carpool karaoke? Yeah. No, no, not carpool karaoke. Oh, They'll literally stop he, at the stoplight. literally, yeah, it's like the stoplight and he'll yeah. do a flash mob. Yeah, that's what it is. And they'll literally back up traffic. It is funny, though. They did, the one funny thing I think he did was on his final show where he had a sketch where all the uh, other late night hosts came and were like, all right, well, if you're leaving, there's certain terms you have to, like, go and agree with and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, let's split up his bits and, like, what does everyone want? And everyone gets up to listen, like, carpool karaoke. And they're like, you want anything else? We're like, no. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I'll, give, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Um, and that was also because they had a lot more funnier hosts in that sketch. Sorry. Yeah, so. that'll do it. That'll do it. Of course. I'm of sure course. he's a good – no, actually, he's not a good guy. I've heard terrible things about James Corden and that he's a big prima donna and a jerk at restaurants. 
I'm not gonna because there's a callback Discord episode where I ream into James Corden. <laughs> okay, then the one we keep it to that episode. We'll keep you know it what I mean? to that. No, but I mean, late night TV is in a very changing landscape, and I find that very interesting. But again, the writer strike is in its first day right now. No, I don't think it's gonna last the 14 weeks that the last one Please. did. But we will certainly see because. I think this is an industry that's going to stand firm and say, oh, you think AI can write this or that? Go ahead and give it your best shot. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, I mean, that's, you know. To be fair, they've already gotten AI to write that um, Regal ad. They're, they're, they did? Oh. Okay, so, you know, the AMC, Nicole Kidman one, right? That we all cherish. Yes, of course. And yeah. I Re hate. Regal made an ad? So like a Regal made oh, no. one that's like, it's supposed to be like, you know, like, you know, AMC's like, oh, we make movies, you know, all that stuff. And so Regal's ad is a bunch of people going into a theater just quoting scripts from movies. Literally, it's like every line is a quote. They also have Danny Trejo in their trailer. Well, that's actually – I'm there now. Yeah, you're there. Uh, you're there. I must say that I'm there. He was pretty funny. No, they, but I mean – Danny Trejo. But, like, it's literally them quoting – it's it's just quotes from scripts. It's the whole trailer. is everyone just talking in quotes from movies and then – going to a regal cinema and eating popcorn. But the real question is, could an AI write this? Hello there. I don't think they can. No. no. I, I don't think anybody. Can't up to that. Not I, that cadence. Not, no, nobody could possibly create the the incredible nature of that of that line and the memes that it has General become. Kenobi. Also, um, before we go to this commercial break, two things. If you want to call in, you can call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL. Thank you, Logan. And now it's time to do a classic part of Compact Discourse. And this, of course, will be followed by our next segment, which will be Compact Discourse Politics Edition. I hope you guys are ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had cameras on me and Ethan right there. Our faces just we, we just gave each other a, a very, oh, very interesting my favorite thing is that. Oh, my you, God. My favorite thing is that you guys think I'm kidding. <laughs> are you actually Good. not? We'll see, won't we? Oh, War Eagle God. weather, though, everybody. Let's, let's play it again so everybody can realize oh, what we're doing. War Eagle weather. It is 61 degrees in Auburn, Alabama, and Lee County is under a wind advisory for whatever reason. It'll be 61 degrees right now, but it'll climb to as high as 73 degrees before temperatures drop after sunset down into the high 50s. It'll be pretty mild throughout the week. 75 degrees is the high today, 72 on Wednesday, 77 on Thursday. Then on Friday, the clouds come in, the temperatures rise to 79, and then we're going to get rain all weekend, Saturday to Monday. Hopefully that won't have too much of an impact on softball and baseball this weekend, but you never do really know. Before then, the weather clears up for one day next week before rain picks back up again on Wednesday and Thursday. That has been your War Eagle weather update. However, I'm going back to Mobile, so the weather is going to be hotter and more rain, so I'm so, so excited for that. And now let's go to a short PSA break. You're listening to Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, Ethan Miller, Logan Hurston, and myself, Alex Houston, all here talking everything in my final episode of the show. Try not to get emotional. Logan says he's going to make me cry. Stick around and find out.
this is Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, and sometimes in conjunction with the Auburn Sports Network. Alex Houston joined by Logan Hurston, host of WWEGL Beat Drop, and now selling his soul to Eagle Eye TV <laughs> alongside the writer strike hit my hard, successor, man. Ethan Miller. So excited to have you both here today. So much to discuss sports related. But first, politics, guys. This actually, I don't know if you knew this, but Compact Discourse did used to be a politics-based show. Um, but that was in the days when politics was a lot more confusing. But now, isn't that what things that are a bit more obvious that sticker now? Sticker is right there, the original Compact Discourse sticker. Yes, it is actually. We, I'm gonna post that as the. <gasps> I'm gonna post that for the out of context. There you go. Yeah. Along with along with um, Logan being terrified of a dog that is two feet off the ground. But you know, it's not, a lot. It's not you know. You saw of all the people, Alex, you would be more scared of the dog than me. That's true. I don't like dogs. So, you don't my, like dogs? My mom raised me on not liking dogs. Adrian so was the same way that. for the longest time. Do you like time. cats? Love cats. We have three cats. Uh. She's like she doesn't like dogs, so therefore, like you know, when, okay. What is, what is four year old me supposed to do? When my mom is scared of dogs. I then it, become scared a, of dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just it just happens. Okay. Now I, I can cats. Oh yeah, got the handle. No, no, I know cats. So much. Are so. you like I won't go. Ten feet near oh, no, no, a dog, no, no, no. or I, I like, okay. I just like I just am like not totally comfortable around them. You, like, I'm not, you I'm not, like, never would own one. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like I mean, I would what not. What does Megan feel? Megan likes a dog, so in oh. theory, oh, yeah, he's gonna own one. I would yeah. never you better, own one by myself. You better crazy. start learning dog, brother. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna that, go. There's gonna be three dogs. No, I mean, I mean, look, like the, the like it's it's just like it's just not like I'm just like yeah. Mm. Because here's my thing. I do like my grandma's dog. My grandma has this giant St. Bernard named Loki, and he's awesome, and I like him. I've and, and he thinks he's like, he's like 160 pounds, and he's like, I am lap dog, and like climbs into your lap, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm dying. I have owned two dogs or three at some point all my life. Um, I don't like dogs. I, I'm okay. No, no, here's the deal. That's worse, than, that's worse than me. At least I don't own dogs. I'm, I'm fine with them. I'm fine with them, but I'm not going to go out on my own volition and ever buy a dog. That's what I said. I said – if my future wife wants to buy a dog, we'll buy a dog. If my kids want to buy a dog, they can have a fish. Thing is, <laughs> thing is, cats like just match my. Give them a box of sand. Give them a bowl of food. They pay you attention when you want them to. They also don't when they don't, and then it works out. That's just cats are my pace, man. See, They're I love speed. dogs. If I could get a dog tomorrow, like my own dog, I would. A thousand percent. There I, would, you go then. I wouldn't be shocked if me and Adrian ended up with a dog before we graduate. Oh Adrian used to hate. He's the same way. No, he, he got them. around my dogs, and he likes dogs now. Literally, that's what it was. He was scared of my dogs. And then he's like, these aren't that bad. And now he wants one. So Wait, we'll see. How big are your dogs? My Okay, mine, Redbird is a Red Bone Coonhound and a Basset Hound mix. But that is a big boy. He's yeah. probably 60 pounds, 50, 60 pounds. He got thick. A little chunky and then, boy. And then Farley is like a terrier mixed with, it's like part Greyhound, part Pitbull a little bit. Um, it's like He's like a whole... Round and one. He's he's a taller dog. He's definitely not huge, but he's not like. He's Did you just say either. greyhound and pitbull mix? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit in both. That is an interesting that's, combo that, right there. That is he's, he's the, the superhero of he dogs. He is the sweetest dog ever. He he wasn't he was a, a rescue, so uh, uh, he doesn't have a mean soul in his body. If you bring out the broom, he gets real scared and stuff like that. He's every <laughs> meal like it's his last meal. Can you sell that last meal? Yeah, because we hit him through, with the broom. If you go through the door, he'll bark at you, but like he'll never bite. He'll he'll jump on you as soon as you walk through the door. If he doesn't know you, it's like, hey. So yeah, Megan said we're getting a pit bull, and I don't really want my face <laughs> my face to be ripped off, so I'll pass. Did she but text you that you're yeah, getting a pit bull? She did. She's apparently listening. So Megan, yes, yes, Megan, Let's go, yes. Megan. Mm, 
Uh, actually, it's going to be four cats. Anyway, um, no, you can call in if you have any controversial dog opinions at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-9345. And I would love to continue this discussion about dogs, but it turns out. There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, guys, we got to talk about baseball and softball. A huge weekend for both teams, both in Columbia, both taking on South Carolina and both. The same exact results, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. So, oops, sorry, I was turning on somebody's mic inadvertently. Um, Auburn baseball goes to Columbia and takes on number two South Carolina and wins the series in something that I don't think anybody really expected considering where this program has been at throughout the year. They took down game one, eight to three, game two, nine to five, and lost game three, seven to eight. Ethan, did you check any of that baseball this weekend? I kept up. I kept up here and there. I was working, so it was like, you know, yeah. uh, juggling multiple things at once. But talk about a weekend. Big win. Big win oh, for them. Oh, yeah, and hopefully they can carry it this weekend into LSU. Yeah, I mean, you, ha- um, you kind of have to. The, the gauntlet's not going to stop. Exactly. It's, uh, I don't know. Hopefully they're hitting their stride finally. I mean, that's, we'll, you know. We'll see what they can do. This is kind of what this team needed to be all year is that they, they don't have great pitching. They have some. And, you know, like, like they, they had, I think, their pitching staff on Friday got 11 combined strikeouts, which is good. Still giving up three runs. Okay, sure, whatever. But you got to be able to hit. And they've done that in all three games this past weekend. They did that against Troy and lost. The problem is their defense has not been there. It's been there less times than it's been than it needs to be. And it's allowed more of those seven to eight games where Auburn was up 4 nothing, and then South Carolina scored eight straight, basically. It allows those games to happen more often. But... I think it's you know a good step in the right direction for a team that's a lot younger. I think next year is really where I think we'll see this team hit its stride more so because it is a pretty young team. I don't there's not a whole lot of talent that I think will be leaving this year. So if I'm not mistaken, I know. Ooh, I thought it was a pretty young team. I know like Bobby Pierce, right? Out of here. Um, I think there's a couple other key guys, but I think they're. I, I know I most of their know pitching staff's pretty young, at least. Yeah, the pitching's young, minus uh, Tommy Vale. Right, that. he's been killing he, it. He's he's past, been like, he's been their starts. guy, basically. So that's gonna hurt losing him. But I, I think you're right where they'll be hitting their stride. But it'll just be kind of okay. Who's gonna step up into those like the Bobby Pierce roles? Yeah, exactly. And, I, is Bryson Ware is Ware leaving? I don't know. I again with the COVID years, every everything's it, yeah, weird now so, too. By the way, we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But again, um, this team winning two of three against arguably the best team in the country, if not the best team in the country. I'm going to come right back and play another one of the best teams in the country in LSU, but it's going to be at home. They're going to have that advantage. But let's talk about – forget baseball for a moment, ladies and gentlemen, because if you've listened to this show before, you know – oh, yeah, we'll talk about that too. You know, big supporter of women's sports on here, man. I asked John Cohen himself about Woo! building female athlete statues. I'm pretty sure they're coming, ladies and gentlemen. So, hey, we love it. And now with gymnastics done, with volleyball, spring exhibition done, we're on to Auburn softball, and what a run they've had, what a run they're continuing to have. Maddie Penta is putting together pretty much the performance of a lifetime. I, I, I know that it's normal, but it's not normal, if that makes any sense. There's not a single pitcher in the SEC that is doing it like she is right now. Her ERA is still below one. She is 30 contests in to the season, and her ERA remains below one. I don't know if I've ever seen a pitcher kick off a series – with a shutout victory, and then take a break and come back and get a no-hitter. Like, normally it's like, okay, you get your best stuff Friday, and then, you know, Sunday you're kind of just trying to hold it together. But instead she gets the fourth no-hitter of her career and the first Auburn no-hitter in SEC play since 2005. 
It's ridiculous. Holy. It's ridiculous. She, she's her, doing. quite literally. There, there is. It's unbelievable what she's put together. She's consistently throwing 140 pitches twice each weekend. I was about to say, how many complete games has she played this so, year? So let me look that up because Taylor um, in the, the SID for softball in the press release included. I just cannot yeah, remember what the number was. I, I know, like, softball is different from baseball, you know, but mm-hmm. at the same time, this is still ridiculous for softball. It's absolutely. Let's see. So um, looking for a complete game. Her sixth shutout of the season. Um, it doesn't say how many complete games it has, it's, though. The pitching staff for Auburn already has um, the third most shutouts thrown in, a, in program history in one particular season. I mean, I think I can look on her website and see if there is. But the whole point is it's completely ridiculous what, what she's been able to accomplish in this year, especially these last two years. I mean, you know, one of my favorite leads from my article is Auburn gets win number 36. Maddie Penta accounts for 25 of them or some – which I think that's what it is now, by the way, which is just insane. It's it's on another level. And guaranteed she's gone at least like 70% of those complete – or the, the ones she's played, she's gone complete games. So, yeah, let's see. So – I'm going to account for ones that are seven innings, so one, two, three complete games, four, and then that LSU series finale, she went eight and two-thirds, basically. Jeez. So, or eight and one-thirds, I believe it was. So that might as well be a complete game. We'll count the ones. That's five complete games. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. She went 9.2 innings in a loss. Count that as one. That's what, 13. Who were they playing? 14. That was Georgia, which okay. is really, really good. Really, really good team. 14. I think I'm at, I think I'm at 13. Either way, um, completely ridiculous. This year she has thrown 2,601 pitches. I don't know. And her arm's still on her body. Exactly. Like like Alabama, she had <laughs> back-to-back games with 114. Yeah. Like Not not like in a, in a Friday and a Sunday. In a Saturday and a Sunday, she went back-to-back. It's, it's, not, it's not normal. It, it's completely... Completely insane, it makes, and it makes it's something no to watch. Sense. Like, like to go out there and with that motion, just throw. What is it? I mean, you have to think. You have to warm up too between every inning. So exactly. you're, at, you're adding on what another forty pitches, maybe. I mean, that's, between all the innings, that's pretty much how it's, it's been. I mean, you look at I where mean, she's at. So I mean, the 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 improvements in her career as well. In her freshman year, she was nine and nine, nine wins, nine losses, and had a two point seven eight ERA. The next year. 24 wins, 10 losses, 1.76 ERA. That was in 35 games started and 15 complete games. This year, 0.96 ERA. She's 23 and 5, and she had 14 complete games. She th- she had 195 innings last year. She's 182 this year. She has given up only 94 hits this year, 30 runs, 25 earned runs, 36 walks. She has 261 strikeouts, and I mean. Only seven hit by pitch. Her batting average given up is a 149. That's ridiculous. It's 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 really is that a masterclass. You haven't been able to make it out to Jane B. Moore Field to watch her perform. I'm not gonna go the I'm not gonna violate the FC guidelines and say you should go do that. But if you want to see Auburn softball in its regular season finale, that's coming up this weekend. It's I believe against Mississippi State. And Penta will definitely be in the circle because she is Auburn's top performer. And Weagle alumni, I think Britt Bowen and Jacob Hillman might be on the call. That's correct. That's correct. They will be collaborating on that one, which will be a lot of fun. Weagle alums going everywhere. But, again, that's Auburn softball. That's the Auburn news we have so far, which means, guys, it's time 
for the final segment. Oh my god. We need to clip that into a sound effect. Was okay, you're done. You're listening to Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com. We'll be back right after this for the final segment. And that's right, the menu at the, you know it. Actually, I don't like that one. We're going to play a different one. You know what? We're, we're going to have some fun here. Oh, yeah. This is it. All right. We're turning back off again. Switch. There it is. That's the one I was going for. This is Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1 FM. We've only got seven minutes left. On the airways... So maybe I'll be back for a little guest spot. Who even knows? I'll be back at WWEGL on Wednesday. So the stat is from D1Softball.com. Ethan and I were continuing our softball discussion. So it is a compilation of an ace pitcher on each team. The ace is the pitcher with the most innings. Their ERA versus the rest of the team ERA. And so Matty Penn does not have the lowest ERA. That actually goes to Ashley Rogers of Tennessee, who has .82 ERA. But what telling is the gap. So Penta's ERA is 0.96. The rest of the staff is 3.38, meaning that the gap is 2.42. No other ace pitcher has a gap higher than 1.5. Hopefully Auburn can get some help next year. I really think that that's, you know, again, Auburn didn't have that run support that they need, but yeah. they really are, in my honest opinion, a pitcher. You don't have to have a second Matty Penta. If you have a second Matty Penta, you might be the best team ever because you're going to have two pitchers that are going to be... That, that's your whole pitching staff right there. You just need two people. You just need <laughs> literally two people just to destroy everybody. Can we, can we clone Matty Penta maybe? Hey, man. AI, AI is so, so advanced. Who knows what can happen yeah, next? Yeah. But it really is incredible to be able to witness her performance. And again, that those numbers right there provided by D1Sawball.com. Shout out to them for um, highlighting that and doing the math there. Again, the only other one that really compares is Georgia's Shelby Waters. Her ERA is 1.30, but her team ERA is 2.85. So that's that's a little bit of a comparison there. But not, again, close to Matty Penta's gap of 2.42. Now, Logan, I know you want to make me cry and all that nonsense, but it's time. Does he have the segment? Yes, it is the time for the segment of all segments. Everyone be quiet and bear witness. I'm going to invert the spoon. Mm. Cover all 9,000 taste bud. Aerate it. Warm it up. Driving up that top note. That cream. Pure vanilla. Sweeteners. Mm. The edge. And there we go. Oh, my I mom is calling on so much. My mom is calling me on my phone. Hi, mom. Um, you know, you could have called into like the station phone that I, that I highlighted <laughs> several times on the airwaves. Okay, well, I was going pretty good. You just called me right in the middle of the edge segment. What a segment to be called in. Yeah, this is the <laughs> segment. This is, well, we're all having a great time here, Mom. Well, hey, as how's soon it going? as he gets all that preparation, I watched him editing that. At oh, my guys, my mom is a longtime listener and a first time caller. And all right, what else? 
Oh, thank you, Mom. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a constant supporter of Compact Discourse. Even reminding me last week that I forgot to talk about the Edge. Who can who can imagine that? He's getting that pump up talk right now. Mom's hype. Mom's hype. Mom's up. hype. Oh, oh, I'm. That's right. Thank you, Mom. I cannot wait to pass that message along. Thank you so much for listening. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Love you too. See you then. Bye. All right, th- I would like to thank my mom for calling in um, because, first of all, this feels like fate because, that's right, everybody, you've guessed it, The Edge has carrots today. Yes! <laughs> Love it! The resounding, the resounding arms also, up. Also, also, guess carrots. what, everybody? My mom said I'm not getting a pit bull. So, ooh, oh. tough L for Megan, but we'll have to get... Well, <laughs> wait, Megan you and Megan live in the same household, you know. Um, that's never going to happen. Anyway, on to the menu <laughs> at the edge. And on to the edge, y'all. What? Um, what? It, ooh, it's starting off nice with grilled Latin spiced chicken and calabacitas, herb roasted red potatoes, grilled carrots, and a honey wheat dinner roll. And at Ignite Grill, you've got the chicken and pepper jack sandwich, as well as crispy homestyle French fries. What is he doing behind me? Um, at the Urban Kitchen, you've got that stinging, stinging with an N and no G at the end, honey chicken with squash and kale stir fry mix and jasmine rice. At our good old fashioned True Balance, we've got some rotisserie jerk chicken, seasoned rice, roasted spaghetti squash, tomato cucumber herb salad, and fresh collard greens. Streetworks is your traditional tacos with the fresh-pressed flour tortillas and charro beans. Toro Pasta, once again, has nothing because the pasta station has fallen into a state of disrepair that even I did not anticipate. And as for pizza, barbecue chicken pizza, classic cheese, pepperoni, and the dessert aisle, the most dangerous of all, a devil's food cupcake, M&M brown butter blondie, vegan carrot spiced cake, and the standard sugar cookie. And that has been your menu at the edge. The last one. I was checking to see if there was anybody else here so we can run a little bit late. No, I don't think we're going to do that, Logan. We don't want to break the rules on a final episode. No, no, no. Like, just run a little bit past 55, you know? Mm, Okay, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. That's what I'm saying. I was trying to think about funny things. I don't don't want want to, you know. I have have something to end you on. Oh, Lord. I wanted to make you cry. I wanted to check for the time. Oh, God. Alex, your tenure at Weagle has been great, if you didn't know. Um, when Jack got done with the show, it was it was in very different directions. I don't think my shows were that great. Adrian Rio's shows were they were something sparse. Um, <laughs> Davis kept the spirit of like the original competition, but I think you really have made it your own. And honestly, I think you're the best like formatted of every episode. You know what you want to say. You bend to your will, and I also just thank you for being an inspiration to me oh as a journalist, as someone like it genuinely. You are someone I look up to, like going into classes, going into stuff. So I want to thank you for all the all the years you've put into Weagle all the time. And salutations. Is this isn't a goodbye? It's more like a see you later, you know? Exactly. This is giving me flashbacks to the Jeff Hardy DVD we had with me and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> where, what a way. Where he what, got what beat by CM Punk that. and he's like, this is not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And then he was gone for eight years. <laughs> True. Guess I'm going to be gone for eight years, man. I'm, I'm never going to circ- see him. It's going to be mysterious I'm- circumstances. No, really, Logan, you're too kind. Thank you so much. I know Weagle is in good hands with the two of you, even if you're not going to be on staff next year and even if you're selling your soul to Eagle Eye TV. <laughs> I got the Benedict Arnold Award. However, I do, I, do, I do know that you'll definitely lead our Weagle basketball team into battle next year for one more win over Eagle Eye TV. Seriously, it's been such a joy getting to host this show and talk about all the randomness. I appreciate you saying I'm so great formatted because I had no plans today, but we did great, I think. The only thing I had was I needed that dude to go, that vanilla, pure vanilla, warm it up, drive it up. 
I hate that noise that cream. so much. It's a way to it's, go out right It's there. incredible, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so funny. And I know for a fact that um, Megan hate. Oh, oh, my Megan said I should have put my mom on speaker. I really should have thought of that. Uh, that's all I was thinking. I guess we're not going to hear Alex's mom. I, that's my, I, I kind of panicked. I was like, maybe just call the call the phone. I don't know. Okay, look, man. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be college radio without some kind of mess up. That's fair. This is college radio. It is, everybody. It is funny. As soon as you prep that segment, she called in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the moment I go, that's the edge. I get the ring, and I'm like, "Oh, son of a!" You're like, everybody, be quiet. Nobody I wouldn't talk. have even answered. Nobody, nobody talking. And then oh, my there, mom's calling. Kim Houston rears her head in the corner. <laughs> it's like it was like one could say, "I'm just gonna keep playing these sound effects." It very felt like the right behind you. Exactly. There she was. <laughs> no, it's like it's like the Undertaker and the AJ Styles. Yeah, meeting, the, you know what I'm talking about? Oh God. <laughs> No, um, seriously though, it's been a joy to host the show. Thank you too so much for um, joining the show, and it's been great um, getting to know you guys and becoming friends over this past year. Especially after, not gonna lie, the Weagle social social life was tough when it was during COVID. So I appreciate getting to you know reconnect with so many people and make so many new friends in my final year of college. And now I think it's probably time to end it. It feels right. There's not really anything else left to say. Any other last thoughts you guys want to share with the listeners and viewers, or in some cases, my mother? Before we head out, CD forever. That's true. CD forever, and also Alex. Big thanks, you, thank you to you. I'll keep it short and simple, but you inspired me. Well, thank you. You you paved the way for the sports department, and I hope to carry on your legacy next year. Absolutely, especially when we handcuff you to the chair and make you do compact discourse. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. very excited for that. And you can't respond to that because your mics are turned off. Thank you again, Logan and Ethan, so much for joining. And now, in the spirit of every compact discourse finale, we're playing the weird intro. So I didn't actually have anything written down or prepared for any of this because I was too busy writing my paper for my film genre class or my other paper for my reproducing popular culture class. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, those are real classes. I will not hear anything from it. Davis or all my other engineering friends or computer science friends. I'm one of the few people we go that's actually in journalism, but I digress. Seriously, though, to everybody who was able to tune in this past basically year and change or any other episodes that I've been on who tune into the podcast, Listen to my interview with John Cohen. Listen to my interview to Sophia Growth. We're going to talk about that as well in a minute. Thank you for listening. I'd like to thank all the people that came onto the show, especially Kendra Willard for helping set up my interviews with Sophia Growth and Jeff Graber. They were some of the most fun I've ever had on this show, as well as Lee Van Horn and Kirk Sampson for helping set up my interview with John Cohen. I never really thought that I would be interviewing the athletic director of Auburn at any point in my time, especially as a student at College Radio, but there I was. And thanks to everybody who helped Get me here on Weagle for Jared Dillard, or Mr. Dillard as I called him, recruiting me at Camp War Eagle, or even at this point, Jack Hart for helping set up Compact Discourse. For Jared, inviting me and Davis on to the extra point. I'll never forget that. I felt like I got my first job when he texted me about that. He probably didn't, I don't know if I've ever told him that, but I always appreciated that. To anybody that listened, to my mom for listening to every episode, to everybody for supporting me up to this point. And beyond, I know this is really heartfelt goodbye, but it probably shouldn't be because I'm going to be back on Wednesday and on Thursday. But again, thanks so much for listening. And again, this has been Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com saying, and this is Alex Schutting saying, so long for now, but not so long forever. <laughs>